The following program is produced by Sage Advertising and Marketing. The views and opinions of the host and guests are not necessarily those of this station. Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. Nevada Real Estate Radio has helped thousands of listeners make the right decisions when buying homes or refinancing. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. This is Peter Padilla. I'm excited to be with you today because it's a wonderful spring day in northern Nevada, and we are talking about real estate and real estate for investors anywhere people can hear our radio show. We are offering great information and advice so that when you're ready to pull the trigger, you know it is the right deal. We help you do those deals by getting in contact with the right real estate professionals and people that work with real estate professionals. And today is no different. We have three outstanding guests in the studio. First of all, Dave Washburn is with us. Dave is in the business of helping people close real estate transactions quickly. He has a very unique kind of business that he runs. Dave, tell us about the business. I'm with Socotra Capital. We're a private money lender, and so we're specializing in providing financing, either purchase or refinance for investors and investment purpose, and that can be anywhere from a single lot or piece of dirt all the way up to large commercial buildings and strip centers, and we'd love to help anybody with uh, their hard money needs. I was chatting with a few gentlemen in the commercial real estate business recently, Dave, and they were talking about how Speed is really one of the keys to closing real estate transactions. And when people are looking for institutional lenders to come to the rescue, to come with the money, it takes time to put those deals together. A lot of paperwork, a lot of details, a lot of questions and answers, typically 30, 40, even sometimes 90 days if it's a real complicated transaction. So you can lose a deal if you don't close quickly. That's when that hard money really comes in handy, doesn't it? It does. We like to say we're uh, as good as cash. So on the commercial side, we can move as quickly as a five-day look, 10-day close. And we like to offer that to our clients. It helps, especially year-end or month-end or quarter-end when whoever that owner is is especially motivated to move that asset off their books. Mm -hmm. We'd be happy to help. You can come in. You can get a significant discount on the market value price of the property mm-hmm. and in turn put that you know extra value you just got into your pocket go ahead and reposition those properties and turn around and sell for a profit oh yeah it's funny how sometimes cash can help you negotiate because sellers that's what they want ultimately they want the cash and many times they need it quickly so it's great that you are there available to help not only the investor buying a duplex or a rental home but on big commercial deals. And there's a lot of commercial news and activity going on in northern Nevada right now. In fact, later in the show, what I want to talk to you about is the latest report that we received from a friend of ours at the Johnson Group. His name is Floyd Rowley. The Northern Nevada Commercial Investment Real Estate Report kind of mirrors what's going on. It's all positive, Dave. Yeah, retail follows rooftops. So as we're seeing the construction on the single family side pick up again, it makes sense that uh, that will flow as jobs and money come into the area, into the commercial spaces, new businesses coming. And so we're excited about that additional development that's coming to Reno. Also with us in the studio today is the COO of Junk King here in Northern Nevada. His name is Mike Cassidy. Welcome to the show, Mike. Oh, thank you, Peter. Glad to be here. It's glad to have you back here as well. Now that weather is getting warmer, picking up, you know, my fiance has me in the yard all the time, and I'm sure it's no different for most people in northern Nevada. It's amazing how much junk there is out there that people don't realize exists. 
Well, and it accumulates over the winter as well. Yeah, so now that now that the weather's starting to turn, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's much easier for us to get in and haul it away. Anybody that's looking to turn a commercial property or even a, a residential property and they need it cleaned up, uh, many times we can come the same day. You know, I would bet that, like Dave and I were talking, how speed is an issue with hard money. I bet speed is an issue in your business, too. A seller wants to sell a property quickly. He's negotiating with a buyer. The buyer says, uh, I can find a guy to get me the cash, but I need this place cleaned up so I can move my stuff in. That's when that really kicks in, and you guys are able to move fast. Yeah, we are, Peter. And, you know, it's full service, so all they really have to do is point out what they want removed, and mm-hmm. we'll load it on our trucks and, and haul it away. and includes the dump fees and everything. So they, mm-hmm. it's really uh, not labor-intensive for anybody that wants to go through that. You know, you save time, you save money, you save, uh, well, you think of that chiropractor bill that you would have <laughs> if you had to lift that refrigerator, right, and all the other stuff that you're needing to get rid of, you guys take care of it. You've got some strong men working in that uh, business, and you also are conscious of the environment. That's what I like. It's like Earth Day is every day where you guys work. Tell our listeners what you do when you pick up that those big loads of, of uh, refuse and, and rubbish that you need to dispose of. Well, we're one of 70 franchises located around the country, Peter, and part of the franchise agreement requires that we recycle up to 50 per, or 60% of what we pick up. Mm. And by recycle, if it's, if it's uh, in a condition that we can refinish it or, or get it working again, we'll give it away and donate it to a charity. Uh, if it's metal or if it's wood or anything, wire, we'll separate all of that out and get it to a recycling center so that it doesn't have to go to the landfill. Because mm-hmm. the, the whole purpose of our, of our organization and the overall theme is to put as little in the landfill as we possibly can. You know, I like that. It, it it uh, saves you to company money, I know, but it saves our resources because you're not putting so much stuff in the landfill. And, you know, I come from a big family of recyclers. My dad was one of the first people that I knew that was a recycler. My mom didn't think he was. She thought he was a junk man himself because he had all kinds of stuff in the back. And he loved to tear things apart and reuse them and recycling. Nowadays, that's in vogue. People like that. In fact, they make art out of a lot of the stuff that most people might think about sending to the landfill. So in a way, you're contributing to the community in a variety of ways, ecologically, efficiency, and then maybe there's even a little bit of artistic stuff. You never know when I'm going to see junking stuff at Burning Man. Yeah, that's interesting. People come through our warehouse and they'll pick things out that they can take and manipulate into into a piece of art. And uh-huh. uh, it, it's kind of fun for us to, you know, because for us it's junk, but for them it turns into something that they can really get value from. You've done some really interesting jobs in the last few months that you and I have chatted about. Later in the show, I'd like you to share some of these big jobs that you've done and, and just what you've had to go through to make the homeowner or the, the uh, property owner happy about the results. That'd be great. Thanks. Look forward to that. Yep. Glad, glad you're with us today. And uh, we talked earlier a little bit about the hard money and where Dave Washburn's contact information is. It's all on our website at nevadarealestateradio.com. But you get a chance to meet with Dave pretty often, at least once a month, in fact, at the Reno Real Estate Investors Club. I enjoyed seeing you last night there, Dave. It's always a good turnout, isn't it? It is. And uh, we had a great topic last night talking to an attorney about uh, some of the different issues that are unique here to northern Nevada, water rights and um, some of the other things, CCNRs, mm-hmm. a lot of the important things that can be overlooked by an inexperienced investor. But we were able to break those issues down and uh, get some get some good conversation going so people are aware of those issues if they're in the market to buy or sell property here in northern Nevada. One piece of information can make a huge difference 
on a real estate transaction. You could make more money, could avoid losing money. Uh, making the right contacts helps you find the right property. So the Reno Real Estate Investors Club, it's only once a month, and we always enjoy that because the guy that puts it on, he knows his stuff. Ron Bell is his name. He's the president of the Reno Real Estate Investors Club. He's with us today. Welcome to the show, Ron. Thank you, Peter. It was a great event last night, really. Uh, always good activity. I'm always meeting different people, but this attorney that you brought in, she just did a fantastic job. Uh, it, it was, she, it, she didn't talk like an attorney. She was like one of us, right? just one of the, the locals there just chit-chatting, but her presentation really opened up my eyes to several things. CCNRs was a big one. Water rights was another one. These things touch almost everybody in northern Nevada. Water is so critical, and of course, it seems like everybody has a homeowners association. Yeah, there's always talk about these super liens, what you can and can't do with CCRs. Share with our listeners a little bit more about our conversation with Elizabeth last night. Well, I really liked her going through some of the Supreme Court decisions. And there was a one particular contract where there wasn't a time of essence clause, and they had a lot of ambiguity in the timing of the close. Mm-hmm. And of course, the buyer was able to get specific performance. And that's what I always caution, you know, for sell by owners and people like that. The CCNRs was very interesting because a lot of times they're overlooked. And I trust me, after last night, I'm going to start looking at them harder myself. Uh-huh. Because as we discussed last night and she brought forward, is even the oldest property might have some CCNRs back from the 30s, 40s, and 50s. Now, it's important to know, and I I mentioned this on my YouTube channel when I discussed pro and cons with HOAs, is that just because you don't have a homeowners association doesn't mean the CCNRs can't be enforced. The neighbor can bring suit Mm -hmm. to get those taken off. Mm -hmm. So you really have to watch that. If there's a shed in the back, for example, and there's some old CCNRs from the 40s that says no shed, the neighbor next door might be able to bring you to court and get rid of that shed. So it's very interesting. What I liked was... was you know, kind of eye-opening to me is that somebody said, they asked a question, they said, uh, if we move into a house, we buy property, there's a shed there that was built, it's not unattached, and, you know, the last guy that lived there was there for 10 years with that shed. No one's ever complained. Uh, now we discover there are CCRs that says no sheds allowed. But since it's been 10 years, it's probably okay. The neighbor next door, if they've never complained and it's been there for 10 years, who, who, would, who would be likely to enforce it? But what Elizabeth said was, what if your neighbor sells his house and a new person moves in? Could they now say, hey, wait a minute, these CCRs from the 30s before I was born say no sheds. And it was incredible what she said. They are enforceable. Oh, I absolutely agree. And I have seen that. And kind of with the, I don't know if you call it gentrification, but with the a lot of people from out of state moving into California, you're going to see more and more because they are used to fairly tight, sterile type of HOA laws. And mm-hmm. maybe they buy something in Old Southwest and they like the trees, but well, guess what? The guy's got a junkyard across the way there. And like I say, he might have had it for you know, 20, 30 years, but all mm-hmm. of a sudden they're going to bring suit and get rid of that junk. So it, it can have some twists and turns. So the moral of the story last night, of course, and we discussed that, is really read the contracts well, A. B, get the CCNRs. And that comes full circle to having a good title officer. A lot of times these title officers, in fact, even yesterday I was interviewing a title officer, and I said, look, can you get me the CCNRs within 48 hours? Mm -hmm. Can you get me a preliminary title report within 48 hours? 
And by the way, do you return emails and phone calls? Mm. Because this business, I'm on a little mini rant here, by the way. Rant on. Rant on. <laughs> these title officers, you're lucky to get a copy of the CCNRs by close. You're lucky to even see a closing statement or a pre. A lot of them will rush it right at the last minute, you know, and you throw that on top of the miscommunication, if any communication with mortgage brokers and even fellow realtors. Good luck getting this stuff closed. So, you know, really have to watch who you're dealing with and so you can read and understand this stuff. Everybody's so concerned about speed to make things happen on time, to live up to commitments, contracts, obligations, and to get the pr- same price that they that they originally wanted or a better price. They might forget or they might not think that it's as important to research what you get from title before you close as, as they really, really need to be aware of. I never knew until last night that there can be CCR, CCNRs even if there is no HOA. So everybody says, oh, no, there's no HOA on this property. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Only to find out later there might be CCNRs. And by the way, for the new listeners that are tuning in who don't know what CCNRs are, Ron? Well, they stand for Covenants, Conditions, and Restrictions. Mm -hmm. And they've been around forever, ever since colonial times, for example. And they are always – I'd say pretty much always with HOAs in general, but Mm -hmm. sometimes they can be baked into the most obscure property, and you do want to research that. And a lot of times, title officers may even have a hard time finding them. And you know, as realtors, it's it's tough to find that kind of database as well. And most times, when you make an offer to purchase a property, you don't have access to those CCR CCNRs at that moment. You have to rely on the title companies to get those to you quickly so that you can continue to do the research on the property you're buying. So the sooner the better as far as getting information on CCNRs. And one other key thing to note that I didn't know until last night was, A, those are attached, those CCNRs are attached to the property in perpetuity. So Mm -hmm. they are going to be there forever Mm. unless you can get 100% of the affected lots to all vote to change Mm-hmm. So if you are in a neighborhood with CCNRs and there are 100-plus homes that are affected by them, you would have to be able to contact all those landowners, get all of them on the same page, get all of them to vote, somehow record that change. So they really can be uh, difficult to uh, manipulate or change in any way versus something like an HOA where you have a board and you can go and there are regular meetings and, and you know, you could sort of vote on things and, and, and affect change more easily. So that was uh, eye-opening last night. Lots of things that uh, came to my awareness last night. We're going to talk about that more on our radio show. The biggest one I got, though, I've got to tell you before we go to break, is to be nice to your neighbors. Because <laughs> that can overcome a lot of problems. With me in the studio, Dave Washburn from Socotra Capital, Mike Cassidy from Junking, and Ron Bell, realtor at Coal Banker Select and president of the Reno Real Estate Investors Club. We have more great conversation after this message. It's going to be a hot one today. The neighbors are getting their swimming pool ready. Let's go to Pool Supply Outlet. Everything in the store is super low price. We need diving rings and some pool toys so I can be king of the pool. Pool Supply Outlet also has robotic pool cleaners. So we can spend more time enjoying the pool. And your koi pond? Yes, they're right next door to Oasis Pond Maintenance and Supply. Pool Supply Outlet, 881 Glendale Avenue in Sparks. Pool Supply Outlet, Reno.com. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, 
tools, resources, and ongoing support services that will lay a solid foundation under a business owner's dream. If you're thinking of starting a business and you're not sure where to begin, Sage International Incorporated offers a free 30-minute consultation. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com. Many times, closing a real estate deal fast is the key to getting the great deal done. At Socotra Capital, we help you get the money fast. This is Dave Washburn, Vice President of Loans and Investments at Socotra Capital. We are a hard money lender for real estate transactions that need to close fast, way before banks or institutional financing can complete the deal. We're ready to talk to you about closing your transaction quickly, and we can get you the money fast. Visit www.socotracapitalnevada.com or call 775-420-4990 for a personal appointment. Socotra Capital, Nevada is located at 298 Kingsbury Grade, Suite 1G, State Line, Nevada, 89449. David Washburn's NMLS agent number 51269, NMLS 331429, MLD 4075, company NMLS number 1142425. Socotra Capital, Nevada, Incorporated. And we're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. You picked a great day to tune into our show today. It's the right time of the day, the right time of the week, and the right time of the year to be thinking and talking about real estate and real estate for investors. Many people are thinking this might be the year to buy that first real estate investment property. I mean, think about it. You put a little bit of money down, get a great loan, buy investment property, put a renter in there. And the way values of homes continue to appreciate, although nothing is guaranteed forever, it is a good time to think about maybe this would be the one to buy. Buying real estate, though, is like going into business. You have to protect yourself. Insurance is one of the most important ways to protect yourself if you are a landlord or a homeowner who also wants to become a landlord. The best way to protect yourself beyond that is to incorporate your real estate business. Yes, you need to form an entity that will give you another layer of protection beyond insurance. Now, you might be thinking, well, I just own one little rental house, and my sister or my family member is renting that house, so they would never sue me. Well, that might be true, but think about their visitors, their friends, their service people that they need to come to their home. One slip, one trip and fall, and you may be talking to an attorney that you've never met before. Protect yourself. Call Sherry Hill at Sage International and tell her you want to talk about incorporating your real estate business. You can find Sherry's contact information on our website, nevadarealestateradio.com, or give her a call, 775-786-5515. Tell her that Peter sent you. With us in the studio today, I have three professionals that deal with real estate transactions all the time. Dave Washburn is with us. Dave is a hard money lender at Socotra Capital. Dave helps people close deals quickly by getting the cash so that you can pull the trigger before another buyer steps forward or so you can get a great value. Mike Cassidy is with us too. Mike is the COO of Junk King in Reno. Just serving all of northern Nevada, junking helps people clean up properties quickly because sometimes, in fact, a lot of times, having the property in the right condition is a big condition about the transaction itself. You want to get a good value from the buyer, you better have that place looking 
really sharp. And the good folks at Junking will help you do that. And also with us in the studio, Ron Bell. Ron is a realtor at Cobalt Banker Select. He's also the president of the Reno Real Estate Investors Club. So, Ron, we were talking about the club and some of the things that go on there and the different topics that you have. Last night was really cool because you had a, a real estate attorney there. And a lot of people think that, well, an attorney is an attorney. But when you're dealing with real estate transactions, they are even foreign to a lot of attorneys. So when you were ch- looking for this right individual to speak about the legal aspects of real estate, you've got to find somebody that's pretty much a specialist. Pretty much a specialist and also somebody that's not a maybe does some unethical things or is sue happy and all that. And Elizabeth in particular, I, I know from a couple transaction I was somewhat involved in. So I kind of trust her to be a fair attorney and, you know, give us the real lowdown on, on what's, what's happening out there in the legal world. So she was wonderful for doing that and really brought forth a lot of information. So I it thought was it was great. really neat. Yeah. When she took some questions and, and a couple of times she said, well, no, you don't want to do that because you don't want to have to involve an attorney and, and somebody said, well, do I need this for this? Would I need to get an attorney for this? And she said, you know, you should just talk to your neighbor or you should just do this. And, you know, and I really put a lot of value in that because she wasn't there to try to generate business from any little lead. She was really there to talk about when you need an attorney and when you don't. And and I like that because it was a real friendly approach. And um, I didn't feel like she was just fishing, basically, for that business. I know that uh, with her experience and her background, I had a chance to chat with her a little bit after the the uh, presentation. She really is a good, reliable source for this kind of information. And it, and there's more and more, I mean, like I said earlier, we live in a litigious society. You have to do so much to protect yourself up front because things can bite you in the rear end afterwards if you don't look out for the details. And that's really what a, a great attorney does is look at the details. We were talking before we went to the break about CCNRs and homeowners associations. The uh, question last night that one of the attendees asked was if perhaps state statutes might override homeowners associations or CCNRs. You know, we talked about eminent domain on a show not long ago, and maybe perhaps the state could just look at a situation and say, well, those CCNRs, they're no longer valid. Let our listeners know what you recall from that response that you gave us. Well, it was interesting. My take on it, if it were very, very old and they're somewhat abandoned and irrelevant, you could go to court and maybe get them revised. But as far as legislation, where they can just blanketly go, well, this CCNR, that CCNR is not allowed, it looks to me like that's, these things are ingrained and they're pretty heavy. Yeah, they're not, they're not really legislative items. They're business items. It's like a contract. It has to be there, and it has to be observed and recognized in order for the process to stay firm and, and, and be stable. Those CCNRs were there, put there for a reason. But, you know, if they were put there in the 30s, so much has changed by now. Uh, you know, a lot of them, maybe they just don't apply anymore. To me, the most important was the restrictions that they put on. So if they say you cannot build a second story in your neighborhood and every home's currently a single story and you wanted to go in and expand, that's a situation where you could be limited. Or we we talked about some commercial lots where it said this must be a 
you know, a shopping market or something like that. And maybe it's now ideal for a gas station mm-hmm. because it's on a corner of a busy street. Things like that you could run into trouble with. It seemed like, yeah, some of those more abandoned provisions or neighborhoods where everyone already has a second floor, it wouldn't be a big deal if you were the last house to put one on. She thought that would basically be unenforceable since everyone had already uh, done it. But, you know, unless you're going against the grain in a really big way, it seemed like for the most part, people don't have to worry about them when you go in and purchase homes, especially if we're talking about some of the investors who just want to buy and keep it as a rental or, you know, purchase and do, you know, a fix and flip of carpet, paint, those sorts of things. Uh, they're really not going to affect you for the most part. Mm-hmm. I think what she mentioned at that time, Dave, was something called right of the right of reverter. I don't know if you remember that, Ron. Yeah. They were talking about how uh, she was talking about how if there is, like you mentioned, a uh, shopping center there, but the CCNR said that it was supposed to be originally a gas station, there is still a there's still a possibility that the, with the right kind of emphasis and push, you could get that property put back so that it has to be the gas station unless unless you you know like you mentioned, Ron, you get enough of the residents or the people under the CCNRs to agree that it can be changed. So I learned some new language last night just listening to her chat. The other thing, of course, that I've heard before, but I didn't really know pretty much what it meant, was time of time is of the essence clause. Ron, you know a lot about that. Yeah, and that's baked into most real estate contracts. And the one that went to Supreme Court surprisingly was not. I suspect it's probably, you know, the guy must have got off the internet. So time is of the essence is basically says this is a time-sensitive transaction. Mm-hmm. And if not, people could possibly be damaged. So that's basically, it's like, okay, you got a certain amount of time. They bake in time of the essence. You also, with the time of the essence, you want to have everything dated and an end date. You never want to leave anything open. The classic open thing, what you see is, hey, you know, I'll buy you your house if I can sell mine, a contingency. Well, a lot of times you'll see that left open. So in, in the case that she gave the example, it wasn't that, but sometimes those can theoretically go for years if you don't mm-hmm. cap those. So you always want to look in. I'm, I'm a listing agent mostly, and so I get something. I'm always looking at time frames and you know tightening up time frames and making sure these things have a, a cap on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was talking about that deal. It was uh, gone three years already and hadn't closed. And one of the parties said, "Hey, you know, we need to get this thing done. It uh, you know it's been three years." The other party said. Well, the contract doesn't say anything about a time frame. Mm-hmm. They took it to court, and the judge said, "You know, there is no time of the essence. Time is of the essence clause here." So the long and the short, in her summation, was that the party that was dragging on the transaction was given another six months, which they felt was reasonable to continue to close things. But at that point, now we finally have a time of the is of the essence clause because we have another six months. But imagine three and a half years to close a deal. Because it wasn't specific how quickly you wanted to tr- close the transactions. So everything does have to be buttoned up pretty tight. And, you know, Ron, I don't know whether they teach people this when they take their real estate license, because I, I don't have a real estate license, but I don't remember in the mortgage licensing process, which I was involved with, that time is of the essence clauses were ever even mentioned. Is this something that you just learn from experience? Absolutely. You learn about contracts and more of the, you know, for lack of a better description, the legal side of it and things that will sting you from experience. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And that is one thing I'll say about the real estate business. It, I was just talking to the new agent last night about this mm-hmm. slash investor. You learn stuff every 
day. Yeah. And you learn from your mistakes and other mistakes. And it really is a, a, a business that can be a challenge, but, but also rewarding. It's just amazing the things you hear and learn and and you're always improving upon yourself. It's absolutely unbelievable. So, you know, a lot of times I'll get listings just from, I'll just pull the negotiation and experience card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And and it takes time in the box to do that. And a lot of people that are new in the business of being investors or realtors themselves, they don't have the benefit of time in the box, and they've got to, got to close transactions now. So that's why we encourage people to join us at the Reno Real Estate Investors Club. No matter what part of the business you're in, or if you just want to get started in buying real estate as an investor, it's a great way to accelerate your learning process because you have all these years of knowledge and experience behind the other members of the organization. It's a great place to network and chit-chat and make new friends. And we've had just great experiences attending the Reno Real Estate Investors Club. It's held every month, the first Tuesday of the month, 6 p.m., at the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. Now, the meeting that we went to was just last night, but by the time people listen to our program today, it's only going to be a few weeks, so I'm going to encourage them, again, to visit our website, nevadarealestateradio.com, get information on Reno Real Estate Investors Club, or you can just connect with Ron Bell. He's the president of the group, and Ron, why don't you give us your contact information? You know, the luxury of saying, just Google me, Ron Bell Reno, I'll show right up. I know it. You know, your first name should be Google. <laughs> Google Ron Bell. You're right. When I Google Ron Bell, you're the only one that comes up. Well, funny story. There is a <laughs> drunk driving attorney in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh-huh. And when I first started SEO, he used to pretty much control the first three pages. And I kind of pushed him back. But then he ironically got busted for drunk driving. And now he was all over the news. <laughs> he resisted arrest, the whole nine yards. Well. You're the Ron Bell that I think about when I Google Ron Bell Realtor in Northern Nevada. Great organization. You guys have been running that for a good little while now. It's not new. It's funny you say, guys. It's one of those things where, you know, we started in a pizza place, gosh, 12 years ago or so, and all of a sudden it was disbanding. I thought, well, I either glue it back together or the thing's going to disband. And Mm -hmm. I ask, as you know, every month in the newsletter, please, everybody help out. Can you bring some speakers? Can you bring some news? And of course, you know, guess who ends up arranging everything? You, of but course. I, I think that's the nature of a lot of these clubs from what I hear. So yeah. I'm just happy. It's, as you say, that everybody learned a lot last night. And mm-hmm. if people educate themselves, I'm, I'm happy for them. Yeah, you know it. And you know it. And you do a great service to the community, Ron. And, and uh, I'm encouraging everybody to join us there again next month. We also have in the studio today Dave Washburn. He's talking about the benefits and opportunities to use hard money to close real estate transactions. And Mike Cassidy is with us. He's the COO of Junk King in Northern Nevada. You'd be amazed how quickly you can close a transaction when the property you're selling is nice and tidy. That's what Mike does at Junk King to help you close those deals. We're going to hear from him also, but we have to take our commercial break. We'll be back after this. This is Annette Janelle, real estate consultant at Keller Williams Group One. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because he invited Brett and I to talk about our real estate expertise in helping seniors downsize to a more manageable space. Street Smarts on the house. SunTech Solar Screening is proud to offer innovative products, giving you control over your environment and increasing the comfort and value to any residential or commercial building. Call SunTech Solar Screening, 775-352-9396. SunTech Solar Screening. 
775-352-9396. Buying investment real estate is a big decision. Getting the right mortgage is critical. This is Michelle Holbert, NMLS 184194 and MLB 3723 from Caliber Home Loans. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be your best investment purchase of a lifetime. When you find the right property at the right price, you'll need to be pre-approved for your mortgage to lock in your deal with the seller. Caliber Home Loans is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit www.michelleholbert.com or call 775-284-1922. This is Michelle Holbert from Caliber Home Loans. Caliber Home Loans, located at 6530 South McCarran Boulevard, Reno, Nevada, 89509. With me in the studio today, three guests talking about real estate and real estate for investors. Ron Bell is with us. He's a realtor at Cobalt Banker Select, and he's the president of the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. Also with us, Dave Washburn from Socotra Capital. Socotra Capital is a hard money lender that helps you close deals quickly by getting the one key tool in your toolbox that you need to close deals fast, cash. That's right. Dave Washburn is available for you. We're going to talk more with Dave later in the show. And in the studio, too, is Mike Cassidy. Mike is the CEO of Junk King here in northern Nevada. And, Mike, i got to tell you, those little trucks that you have, they're not quite that little, but they look like big toys. I bet the kids love those when they see those trucks. Yeah, it's interesting, Peter. We were at a charity event last weekend called the Rigs for Kids. And we parked the truck there and mm-hmm. let the kids climb all over it, and their parents took pictures of them and everything. Yeah. And uh, it's you know it's just fun to see them enjoy themselves. Yeah. The big hit of the of the day was we tilted the back of the truck just slightly uh-huh. so that they could climb up there and run around. And yeah. I mean it was it was really a lot of fun to see them enjoying themselves. Very cool. That's very cool. You know, guys are always dressed so nice and professional too. The white shirts, the little junking shirts. I'm sure when you pull up to somebody's home or business to do a cleanup, I mean, they're seeing a really professional crew that is coming to the door, not just some people or some independents that pick up junk and haul it to the dump. You guys have a great process. Junking is not just a local company, right? It's across the country. Yeah, that's right, Peter. It was started in San Francisco in 2001, and there's now 70 franchises around the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have all – there's certain standards that we are all expected to live up to. Uh, the fellows all wear shirts. They've got to be clean. They have to have steel toe boots to protect their feet. Uh, we have full insurance, uh, liability, property, everything, so mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, there's not going to be any pushback if, if something should happen. Um, the trucks are all maintained at a certain level, mm-hmm. so uh, it, it, we just feel it's important for the brand. Uh, the Junk King brand is national, and we're trying to maintain it as well as we can. Yeah, I think some people, a lot of people, in fact, probably hesitate to do any cleanup work around their homes or businesses because there may be hazardous materials. I mean, like the old CRT TVs, right, with the big tubes. They weigh a 1,000 pounds, and you know they explode, really, when you break the picture tube. A lot of people just don't want to get rid of those because they're too heavy to move or they don't know where to take them. And then there's well, what I experienced with a, a deceased relative's estate not too long ago, hazardous material like paint and paint thinners and glues and fertilizers and all kinds of stuff that some people hoard for years and years. And suddenly you've got to get rid of a whole garage full of that stuff. How do you guys deal with that when somebody calls you and say they want a major cleanup? 
Well, whenever it involves hazardous material like paint and, and oils and things like that, we have a couple of vendors that we use that we can refer people to. We're not allowed to pick it up because once it gets into our truck, our truck becomes contaminated, mm-hmm. and then we're restricted from picking up any non-hazardous stuff. So we're really limited to the non-hazardous stuff, but we have referrals for the other stuff. So you can help people make those connections, mm-hmm. right? And, and a lot of people think, well, you know, if it's going to cost me X number of dollars to call a service, call Junking, whoever – I could just go to the dump myself and save all that money. But I know there's more to it when you go to the dump. There's the, well, there's a truck, first of all, that you've got to get. Somebody's got to fill it. Then you've got to haul it. It has to be covered. Otherwise, you'll get a ticket for littering, potentially littering. And then uh, the few times that I've been to the transfer stations, Mike, it's amazing how long those lines are. You have to wait sometimes an hour or even longer. Well, yeah, our, our business is about service and convenience. And that's mm-hmm. really what it comes down to. I mean, uh, we can haul away a, 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 you know, a three or four bedroom house, and you know, within a couple of hours, mm-hmm. and get rid of it and be out of the people's way, and, yeah. and the material is is on its way to being recycled, and you know, you don't have to load it in three or four pickup trucks mm-hmm. or or trailers or whatever and sit in line and yeah. that type of thing. So that's what makes our business viable. The only thing that's really close to the same value as money is time. Because that's really what we all want. We want time to enjoy life and time to grow our businesses, time to spend with our family. When you're hauling around junk and trying to find a transfer t- station or waiting in line, you lose all of that. And that's the one thing I value from the work that you do is that you're saving people a lot of that headache and time. And, and it's almost like Dave's business where you turn over the deals quickly. Suddenly, it's all cleaned up that fast. You you have done some incredible jobs that you've talked to me about in the last several months. Uh, one of the ones was something that really, really touched me because I'm very big on ecology, keeping our beautiful area clean. Um, I know Ron and Dave, too. You guys are in the studio here with us, and you guys enjoy the outdoors. You guys are out. You, that's why we live here. Ron, you love to ski. Dave, you're a cycler. I mean, how do you feel when you see trash on the side of the road or somebody just decides to dump a couch, right? It... it, it it's hard to believe that it actually happens, but it does. You've had some experience with that, Mike. Oh, yeah. I mean, our our biggest jobs, frankly, have been, um, and sometimes it involves a foreclosure, but sometimes it's just a ne- neglected property that someone has moved into, and they start hoarding material. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, you know, the, the, the seller finally gets in a position that they want to sell the property or spruce it up for their, for their own needs, and, and we've been called in to, to haul away some some pretty scary stuff. If you watch the television show Hoarders, it's on a cable station. Every once in a while, you'll see a junk king truck somewhere in the really? country because yeah. they'll do a they'll do a piece on on our cl- helping clean up a space mm-hmm. before someone moves it. Well, you were telling me about an area. I think it was around Sparks, uh, kind of out of reach for most people to even get to with a truck. But you guys took that job on. It was one of your biggest jobs, I recall. Yes, it was, Peter. It's um, out over in the Vista area where the new freeway is going to come through. Mm -hmm. Uh, A commercial builder out of uh, Northern California has a big piece of property out there that uh, people had access from the road. So they were going up there and and leaving a lot of trash and, 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 you know, and and up there firing their weapons and and things like that. And it's a a very rough terrain. So uh, we couldn't get in there with Big Red because it doesn't have four-wheel drive. So what we had to do is we had to get four-wheel drive pickups and go out and kind of fan out and pick stuff up and bring it back and Mm -hmm. fill Big Red up and then take it to the dump. And, And there was nothing we could recycle in that job. But it took about it took about seven days to get it all cleaned up, and uh, we had to pass an environmental uh, inspection when it was completed, and we did pass it. 
I remember you told me, too, that you weren't the first company that this uh, landowner called. There aren't. We have a lot of competitors, obviously, all the way down to the fellows that have their own trailer that they pull behind their, their uh, pickup trucks to major and, and even other franchises, national franchises. Uh, but we really specialize in taking care of the big jobs. Our trucks are bigger than our competitors, so we can we can get more material in it, which allows us to do the big jobs faster and then less expensive. With all the commercial that we're talking about and all the new developments people are proposing for the Reno Sparks area, I would think that uh, that is a great opportunity for you because when you're talking about projects that have a time of the essence clause, uh, you need to make sure things get done right. And, and I, I love the fact that you guys are on the speed track. You really do make it happen quickly. Um, and that's the biggest value, I believe, overall. It's nice to see a clean yard, but when you can get it done quickly, I mean, that gives me more time to enjoy life. Well, it's all about logistics. You know, you look at United Parcel and FedEx and all of the other, the other entities that are in business. That's, that's what we do. We're, we're going to fit the work around the schedule of the person that is buying our service. If they need it rapidly, many times we can do same-day service. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, they, if they have a, a bigger job and more time to schedule it out, we, we can meet their schedule as well. But the thing is, like you mentioned before, it's the value of time. In fact, I got to go deal with the rental right now as we speak. I I'm very familiar with hauling stuff, and gosh, it's just uh, unbelievable. You know, I, one observation you mentioned the televisions, those big, huge, giant Sony's and stuff like that from just you know as little as ten years ago that mm-hmm. people used to buy, been of course replaced by the plasma. So our big joke is that. You know, oh, yeah, it used to be engine blocks that we're always cleaning up and hard to lift, but the aluminum engine and foreign cars kind of replace those, so you don't see the engine blocks laying around, but you do see these big, giant televisions. And those, as Mike will testify, are a totally different animal. you got to take them down there, and they're charging you 30 40 bucks to get rid of these things. They're, yeah, and some of them can be very heavy, too, so it's, it's a challenge yeah. sometimes getting them up on the truck. We actually have... Uh, a recycling place that will take most of those TVs so that we'll, what we'll do is we'll put enough of them together that it makes it worthwhile for them to come and pick them up and they'll, they'll take them and pick them up and they strip all the material out of mm-hmm. it that they can use. So none of that's going to end up in the dump. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that if somebody's calling you to haul away, let's say, an old TV or an old engine block, whatever it is, they just want to get rid of that, it may be more cost-effective for the customer if they add some other stuff to that, right? I mean, if this would be a good time to clean up the backyard or maybe get rid of those dead tree limbs or whatever it is, when you're coming out for that one pickup, that could be even more economical overall and efficient for the consumer, right, if they get more stuff. Well, yeah, our service is based on how much of the truck that you fill, you fill your material takes up. And basically, the truck will hold six level pickup trucks. So if you think of the the standard bed of a pickup truck, six of those will make up a full truck. Uh-huh. But, I mean, we don't need a full truck to come pick things up. We'll pick up a refrigerator or a couch or a box spring. Yeah. In fact, we tell our guys when they're driving around town, if if they see something along the side of the road and there's room in the truck, stop and pick it up. Mm-hmm. We don't need a customer. I mean, we, we want we want Reno to be as clean as it can. We're located in Reno because we're committed to Reno, and we're not in Carson City or Fernley or, or, or anywhere else. So uh, it, it's not just not a big deal for us to, to, to stop and throw something on the truck, even though we're not going to get directly paid for it. Keeping uh, Reno looking beautiful, Reno Sparks, it, it makes me feel like you might be involved with the Chamber of Commerce. 
Uh, yes, I am, actually. <laughs> ah. I'm, I'm an ambassador at oh, the Chamber yeah, of Commerce. So and really active another in obligation to keep it beautiful. Yeah, that, that's a, it's a great organization. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Peter, well, thanks. I love that you guys are doing a great job. And you're also a family operation. Your son is involved. Your grandson, I've seen him out there. Your daughter-in-law. It's, it's, really, a, it's really a nice feeling to know when you're dealing with a company that you've got the back office that's part of the team, too. And I'm encouraging anybody who needs to get rid of rubbish quickly, and maybe it's just too big, too heavy, or too much, to give you a call at Junk King. Tell us the best way, Mike. Uh, the best way is uh, go on the website, Junk King Reno, and if you book the job there, there's a $30 discount. No. Mm-hmm. Or you can call us at one eight 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 junk which is one eight 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 five eight six five. You've got junk in your name. I love that. <laughs> You are the king of junk because you pick it up and you haul it away. Mike Cassidy, glad you're with us today. Uh, we're going to take a break and talk a little bit, with, too, with Dave Washburn because Dave is here to talk to us about closing deals quickly with Hard Money Lender. Are you ready, Dave? I'm more than ready, Peter. I look forward to it. All right. Stay in those starting blocks. We'll be back after this message. This is Diane Heaton, realtor at REMAX Realty Affiliates. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is on the air. Thank you, Peter. Before you know it, the hot days will be here again with temperatures scorching into the 90s and even the 100s. SunTech solar screens block 80 to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. And SunTech solar screening protects furnishings and flooring. Call SunTech Solar Screening, 775-352-9396. SunTech Solar Screening. 775-352-9396. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services that will lay a solid foundation under a business owner's dream. If you're thinking of starting a business and you're not sure where to begin, Sage International Incorporated offers a free 30-minute consultation. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com. And we're back on 1060 AM radio, the Lotus Broadcast Station here in Northern Nevada. And we are in our 11th year of broadcasting Nevada Real Estate Radio, helping people make great decisions when they're buying first-time homes, investment properties, rentals, even commercial. There are lots of things to learn from our radio show because we bring in the experts to connect with us. Floyd Rowley. He's the Senior Vice President of Investments at the Johnson Group. He sent us a great real estate report on commercial real estate. And here's the headline. Northern Nevada Commercial Real Estate Report, The Reconnecting with Downtown Issue. In the studio with me, Dave Washburn from Socotra Capital, Ron Bell from Reno Real Estate Investors Club and Coldwell Banker Select, and Mike Cassidy from Junk King here in Northern Nevada. Gentlemen, so the new bridge downtown over Virginia Street, or the, rather the Virginia Street Bridge over the, the Truckee River, I had a chance to see the new bridge the second day it was open, and it's just it's added a new level of beauty and vibrance to downtown. Have you guys had a chance to be down there and check it out? Yeah, I have, yeah. yeah. I think they did a very nice job. Yeah. 
and I, I, it kind of le- it really got me to thinking what Reno could be and probably will be in the coming years because so much more focus is on not the gentrification but the beautification of downtown Reno. Uh, my concern with this project that we're talking about, the project that's going to take place to the west of Arlington Avenue, West 2nd Street, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be huge. That's, only, that's my concern is it's going to be so big, I'm concerned that it might overpower that feeling that we have, that kind of laid-back feeling of going downtown to the river. I think the good news is that there's great vision and great interest in developing and improving Reno all of the time. So, Dave Washburn, you're a hard-money lender. Do you see that there's an opportunity to connect the two? I do, because uh, what it'll do is first it'll raise the profile of Reno, and when it raises the profile of Reno, then you'll have more interest from people who are outside of Reno as far as putting dollars here, um, maybe opening a branch if they're a franchise, moving a business, those sorts of things. So I'm excited about that. I'm also a little bit concerned because we have so many folks, especially retirees, coming out of California, moving here uh, for the savings on the taxes and also the lower price point so they can sell their real estate there, buy real estate here. And uh, for the town to grow and for the city to grow and accommodate those people, I do think we need a vibrant downtown mm-hmm. um, that has the facilities, the restaurants, the showrooms, etc., that will accommodate them and give them a, a high quality of life and, and bring people here to stay. So I think, uh, you know, looking forward those 10 years, addressing that wave of baby boomers that are coming makes a lot of sense. Um, as a counterpoint to your concern on parking, as a cyclist, my concern is not where do the cars go, but how do we incentivize people to use transportation other than cars, mm-hmm. be it public, bike, walking, etc. And so much of the city planning and neighborhoods are, you know, they sprawl and it makes it difficult because you just want to go get milk or bread or, you know, you just want to pick up the steak to go with your veggies and it's three miles to get there and you don't want to do six miles round trip because you're trying to hustle or you have kids, things like that. So to me, I really like that infill project and that ability to leave the car somewhere and uh, enjoy life on my feet or on my bike. And mm-hmm. that's some of what Ron was talking about in terms of the millennials and what they're looking for in Midtown and downtown and being able to enjoy that lifestyle. So yeah. I'm excited for how they'll incorporate that as well. Right. Now, another area in northern Nevada here in Reno that's looking for a similar kind of upgrade is the old Park Lane Mall at the corner of South Virginia and Plum Lane. We've all been looking forward to that. I remember as a kid going through there, I mean, I, I remember the parquet floors were just a classic, and they had mm-hmm. nice skylights and things like that. Well, remember the guy from Beverly Hills, Jethro, he wanted to build the uh, little shopping center with a big, huge or casino yeah. slash shopping center with the oil derrick and everything else, so they kind of poo-pooed that, and he ended up in Carson City. So since then, it's just sat empty. I agree. It's just unbelievable. So that'll bring some vibrancy to the Plum Lane area because mm-hmm. the shopping center across the way suffered. All those businesses around there have had quite a challenge. So that, of course, will make a lot of vibrance there. And then now that will actually connect the downtown through the Midtown Corridor right. and make that nice. Now, if they can get, I don't know how they're going to pull a rabbit out of the hat for A, parking, B, sidewalks, C, accommodate bicycles going through the Midtown section because by default it's such a narrow area. But if you, somehow or another you can get bicycles and people walking that distance, it'd be wonderful. One word of caution as a millennial, if you will, speaking for my generation, 
as Ron mentioned, we do. We like to go out to eat. We like to go out to drink. We allocate more of our time and money to that socializing and overspending, if you will, on those items. And we don't frequent as much malls and retail locations because so many of us have grown up with the Internet. And so if I need new coffee filters or some, you know, normal run-of-the-mill purchases, I don't look to get in the car to drive to pick them up. I've already got them saved on Amazon, and I just click the button. Yep, I want to order another one of that brand that I already enjoy that I know shows up in 48 hours. And with just a little bit of planning, those items will arrive when I need them and Mm. how I need them. And so, uh, you know, that's one of those things. Whereas going out to get a drink, going out to have nice food prepared, I like and enjoy that experience. But that's the experience I'm looking for more than the retail shopping, get in the car, drive. Uh, So... I'm curious to see, um, you know, as as we have sort of these two competing forces, the millennials and, and you know, growing in Midtown and, and taking over with their, their bars and hipster scene. Mm-hmm. And then you also have the baby boomers coming and retiring with more of that traditional um, way that we've done things. How, uh, you know, Reno will have an opportunity to kind of find a middle ground there. And that'll be interesting to see how that problem solved. If some of those businesses want to expand, grow, they need to maybe buy the building next door or add an addition is that something you can help them out with, too, at Socotra Capital when it comes to hard money lending? Yes, if they're purchasing property or refinancing property. So we're licensed by the MLD. All of our loans are on and secured by real estate. Uh, they can then take those monies to buy a new truck if you're junk kings or expand to a new location or mm-hmm. um, you know buy hoods, ovens, things like that if you're a restaurant. So, yeah, as long as it's for that business purpose, we'd be happy to put together a real estate loan for them. You're a great person to know if you are in the business of attracting new business. Dave Washburn from Socotra Capital. What's the best way to reach you in case anybody wants to call? On my telephone, 775-420-4990. Excellent. Well, we'll look forward to chatting with you again sometime soon on the radio show and with visiting with you in person at the Reno Real Estate Investors Club, first Tuesday of the month. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you so much, Peter. Mike Cassidy from Junk King is also in the studio. We've enjoyed having you chat with us a little bit about your work, keeping the area nice and clean and green. Mike, I would bet that while somebody's listening to our show, they're thinking about that big backyard full of junk that might include a jack-o'-lantern and a Christmas tree from last year. (laughs) (laughs) What's the best way to get a hold of you if they want a quick pickup? The best way to do it is is by phone, Peter, 1-888-888-JUNK. 1-888-888-5865. I love it. You've got junk in your name. Mike Cassidy, thanks for being with us today. Hopefully you come back to visit again soon. Oh, sure will, Peter. Thanks. And Ron Bell from the Arena Real Estate Investors Club and expert real estate professional at Coldwell Banker Select. We're glad you've been with us today. Ron, time is so short. That hour moves so fast, but you've got a lot of good things going on in your business, and you're doing real estate transactions every day as well. If somebody wants to call you, get professional advice, what is the best way to reach you? Yes, that's 775-750-5256. And as you mentioned earlier, if you go to Google and you Google Ron Bell, you're the guy that's going to come up. I like that. Yeah, thank you. You should put that in your name. Change your name to Google Ron Bell. (laughs) I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in today as well. My name is Peter Padilla, your host on Nevada Real Estate Radio. If we could answer any questions for you about our radio show or any of our topics that we've covered today, call me anytime after the show, 775-223-3428. We're on the air again next week. Same time, same station, so please tune in. Goodbye, everybody. 
Goodbye, Peter. <laughs> You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com. It's going to be a hot one today. The neighbors are getting their swimming pool ready. Let's go to Pool Supply Outlet. Everything in the store is super low priced. We need diving rings and some pool toys so I can be king of the pool. Pool Supply Outlet also has robotic pool cleaners. So we can spend more time enjoying the pool. And your koi pond. Yes, they're right next door to Oasis Pond Maintenance and Supply. Pool Supply Outlet, 881 Glendale Avenue in Sparks. PoolSupplyOutletReno.com So, you're thinking about buying investment real estate. Getting the right mortgage is a critical part of your decision. This is Lou Carr, branch manager of Summit Funding in Sparks, Nevada. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be the best investment purchase you'll ever make. How do you go about it? First, get pre-approved with a mortgage lender like Summit Funding. Then, find the right property at the right price. Summit Funding is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit summitfunding.net slash L-C-A-R-R or call 775-626-0775 for personal service. This is Lou Carr from Summit Funding, NMLS number 258750. NMLS number 3199 and NMLS number 1042857. And we are an equal housing lender. Summit Funding Incorporated is located at 5931 Los Altos Parkway, Suite 105, Sparks, Nevada, 89436.